This is Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga, recorded at Halepule on beautiful Kauai. Each month we cover topics that can help you find balance in your life through food, good living, and the eight limbs of Raja Yoga. Learn more at halepule.com. And here's the show. Hello everyone, this is Myra and Kelsey with Halepule's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. It's definitely summer, and I've been enjoying it here. The temperature stays in a moderate range year-round, though it does warm up a bit in the summer. And the ocean truly is healing. All parts of it, the sound, the sensation, smell, even looking at it. And submerging the top of the head, where the crown chakra is, clears stagnant energy and washes away anything that I am preoccupied in my mind with. Things like worries, fears, criticisms, whatever I need in the moment, whether cleansing or rejuvenation, the ocean magically provides. Nature is a wonderful healer. Uh, It shows us all the five elements that are present in us. Ayurveda is a Shaswat science, which means it's unchanging. And that's because it's based in nature. When we work with clients, we assess what's needed for them specifically at that time. A cleansing, reducing type treatment or a rejuvenating building treatment. Both reduction and building treatments may be needed at various times in life to bring balance. The reduction therapies are called langana in Sanskrit and building therapies are called brahmana. The fact that in Ayurveda, we look at the individual to decide what is needed stood out to me right away. With all the distractions in life that fragment our minds, it is easy to get caught in modern fads and neglect what we really need. And the modern approach to a number of things is is very standardized in general amongst a wide variety of different types of people. One might require a reduction or cleansing type therapy when there is excess mucus, congestion, or weight, which is excess kapha. A cleansing type therapy may also be used for aches in the joints from accumulation of toxins or om. The approach in Ayurveda is to gently move out toxins and the accumulation of poor quality tissue. The main difference from modern-day cleanses is that we don't undergo cleansing and then go back to living life how we did before. It's really only the beginning. Ayurveda provides a path to long-term health and vitality. To have sustainable health on all levels, you need to look at what is causing the problem. In order to determine a treatment, we assess what you consume through all of your senses, including your diet, and how you live your life. With treatment, you have a clear view of what changes you need to make. I hear it's common now to do extremes cleanses regularly. This isn't good for the body and not particularly good for the mind either. It contributes to depletion of our vitality or what we call ojas and then the immunity becomes weakened. It does seem like many people feel the need to cleanse from overeating, snacking on junk food, chocolate, alcohol consumption. However, cleansing may not be the appropriate first step to bring them to the true balance that they're seeking. If someone is depleted or recovering from illness, 
they first need to build enough strength with a building or tonifying type treatment before any cleansing should take place. Then the cleansing can be done safely and effectively. An example could be a person who's thin or emaciated yet feels they need to cleanse because they binge often. So this person may have toxins that need to be expelled. However, cleansing the body when there isn't enough ojas, that vitality you mentioned, to sustain them then strains the organs which can aggravate vata dosha. What are other situations where reduction or cleansing approaches to diet and lifestyle should be avoided? Breastfeeding is one. After birth, some women seem to think they need to lose weight fast or, and want to do kitchery cleansing. Uh, you know, mother is feeding not only herself, but the baby. And this requires that she have enough ojas and kapha, the earth and water elements, or otherwise mother will become depleted. Breastfeeding a baby when mom is depleted destroys the datus of the mother and it results in health problems long term. Another example is someone who's just taken antibiotics and wants to cleanse to recover from the drug. I actually get this request pretty often. Mm. A, a balanced diet and lifestyle with a healthy dinacharya, which is a daily routine, will allow them to recover. Perhaps a few days of gentle kitchery can be okay if the person feels strong and vibrant. Reduction therapies include dietary changes, medicinal herbal oils, herbs taken orally, and panchakarma treatments. The key is that they are mild or strong treatments depending on the needs of the individual at that time. They are not one size fits all. The point is to balance the five elements within us, which is dependent on the situation. The mild option seems to be missing with the contemporary approaches. Detoxes and aggressive enemas, for example, ignore the fact that the human body has a natural ability to heal when given the opportunity. These approaches tend to be forceful and they act on the body rather than providing an environment for the body to do what it naturally knows how to do. We had a client ask about coffee enemas recently. People often do enemas because of constipation and they may get some short-term relief, but the enema actually contributes to dryness in the colon and continued constipation. Coffee enemas also have a drying effect, as well as a stimulating one. It's extreme, and it can contribute to imbalance, which outweighs any seeming benefit. You mentioned the cleansing type of treatments and therapies, langana, but then there's building treatments, brahmana. Yes, and here again, we include treatment with diet and medicinal herbal oils and herbs taken orally and, and other Ayurvedic treatments. But these have what's called a rasayana effect, or they're rejuvenative. They build physical, mental, and emotional strength. The building treatments are called for with exhaustion, illness, or injury recovery, also in preparation for cleansing. Let's take a break and be back in a minute. Learn the ancient practice of Ayurvedic treatments to balance the body, mind, and spirit. Certification as an Ayurvedic treatment technician opens up professional opportunities in spas, 
clinics, or your own private practice. Learning to perform Ayurvedic body treatments creates a unique set of offerings for anyone working in the healing arts. Visit halepule.com for details. We are back. We've been talking about Brahmana and Langana, which are two therapeutic approaches in Ayurveda, building and reducing. The therapies we talked about that a practitioner would suggest, you would mostly conduct yourself. And now we'll look at the treatments that are administered and typically recommended by a practitioner. Many people are familiar with the Ayurvedic oil treatments, where medicinal herbal oil is applied to the whole body. Not to be confused with massage, they are quite different. Massage is typically a physical approach from the outside in. The difference between Ayurveda and Western approaches to working with the body is significant. In Ayurveda, the balance of the doshas is foremost, and we do this by working with the flow of energy. Treatments in Ayurveda are recommended specifically for bringing balance and are based on the client's current condition. Oil is chosen for the state of the doshas at the time of the treatment. And in Ayurveda, the touch is just as important as the absorption of the oil and the herbs that are chosen. There are a variety of lovely treatments. I really like them. Including (laughs) Snehan, which is a simple application of oil for balancing vata dosha. So it's to get the energies moving in the proper directions. It's an incredibly relaxing treatment. Katibasti, which first has application of oil all over the body, and then a dam is built out of dough and placed on the sacrum, into which warm medicinal oil is poured and then remains there for 10 or more minutes. It's a wonderful treatment for low back pain and for clearing out old feelings. Then Mardavam, uses a similar pattern to Snehan, but it works more deeply into the muscle tissues when we need to clear toxins from the muscle tissues. And those treatments, Snehan, Mardavam, and Kaktivasti are Brahmana treatments. They build. Myra, you mentioned that touch is just as important as the absorption of the oil. Can you expand on that? The touch that happens with the oil treatments is the energy of the technician and the energy of the client coming together to allow for a balanced restoration of the proper flow of energy. The heaviness of the touch could be grounding? The heaviness of the touch is grounding and again the direction of the movement and the type of movement makes a big difference. How about marma treatments? Ah, yes. Marma treatments can be done for balancing the flow of energy in the body, and this can be done without oil, or sometimes a little bit of oil is used. And the technician works just on these specific points, and it's, it's a very gentle treatment. Um, simple, moderate pressure uh, on a series of points that are, might be all over the body. It's also very relaxing and extremely helpful. And they would be considered brahmana? and they would be considered Brahmana. The actual treatments of Panchakarma are Langana. Pancha means five, and Karma, in this case, means treatments or therapies. And they're used to cleanse and reduce toxins, but in Ayurveda we actually think of it as 
what we're doing with the doshas. So the result is that cleansing and reducing toxins. There are brahmana treatments that are preparation for panchakarma. After panchakarma, there are brahmana treatments or building type treatments with herbs that support a healthy recovery for the powerful langana treatments of panchakarma. Lifestyle recommendations can also be classified as brahmana and langana. Brahmana suggestions, especially after something like panchakarma, include adequate sleep, abstinence from sexual activity, and reduced talking. Langana suggestions for excess kapha or weight could include asana with shorter holds and a regular walk after each meal. In Ayurveda, we look at treating the whole human being, not just taking an action on the body. It's rare that there's a side effect from our treatments, and I think this is a really significant point. We may need to adjust the dosage of an herb up or down, and we do adjust and change the herbs over time as a client progresses. So again, the treatments are all for the client in their specific situation at that time. There are many treatments offered in Ayurveda beyond what we talked about today. I particularly love the oil treatments for hands and feet when warm oils poured slowly over them for an extended period of time. Mm. <laughs> Myra, I'm just thinking about people being in an imbalanced state, for example, with excess vata that think they need to cleanse, 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 or if they have excess kapha, then they want to you know, be heavier and build things. And I guess what's what's standing out to me is the importance of working with a practitioner to make sure that our imbalance isn't feeding what we what we think we need to do or what we want to do. Often I've had people ask me to do panchakarma, either to do our home panchakarma or to come here and do panchakarma treatments. And as we just talked about, those panchakarma treatments themselves are actually langana. So Often, it turns out that the person doesn't need those kind of treatments, but rather they just need dosha-balancing treatments, and they're just as powerful, but different, and they serve then the needs of the individual. So our English words are actually not that great in many ways in terms of understanding this topic, and that's why we wanted to have just this general discussion about it today. Great. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us. And if you'd like to work with us to determine which approach is best for you, Brahmana or Langana, then we offer consultations in person and by phone, Skype, or FaceTime. Thanks so much for listening to Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga. Don't forget, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, just submit your question on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag AskHaliPule. That's H-A-L-E. P-U-L-E. And if you want to go deeper on your own path toward health, book a consultation at hollypule.com. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. 
Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our Troidoshic approach to create nourishing meals, join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.